Welcome to Honest Talk about heartbreak, dating, and relationships. Relationships. The podcast helping you navigate your path to happy ever after with your host, Rob McPhillips. Tonight, we're going to talk about the path to love, wealth, and happiness. So in the breakout rooms, you've been talking about what you'd ask your fairy godmother for. So I'm interested to hear what would ever, what did everyone ask for? I can start if you want. I thought they were all going to be X-rated things why everyone was being quiet. <laughs> or we can add some of that if you wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it, it really wasn't a complicated um, exercise, I think, because um, to start off with, I think we were... We, we basically agreed that in order to enjoy whatever else we put on the table, the foundation is good health. You can't okay. enjoy much else if you don't have good health. So that's the foundation. That's the first thing that we would all wish to have. Fulfilling relationships. A fulfilling, yeah. Full, and fulfilling relationships, meaning um, not just... Well, there is the re- fulfilling relationship for the, a partner, but also there are other relationships that go to make us complete. So family, friends, etc., to have uh, a, a balance of, of those types of relationships. And um, a fulfilling relationship with a partner, we had a little bit of discussion about that. We were talking about we're looking for a supportive partner somebody who you can grow together with oh my goodness my handwriting is so bad um yeah oh and and last but not least yeah a a, a good level of intimacy good intimacy intimate relationship with with that partner and a satisfying physical relationship whatever form that may take and um happiness and happiness, we in our estimation, is quite broad based. It's not the ladida, you know, frothy, frothy kind of thing. It's more the um, understanding that there are periods of stress, there are periods where you are under pressure, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that does not mean that at your, at your core, you are not essentially a happy person because you are in alignment with your sense of self and well-being and your, 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 the people who impact you and, and all of the things that go towards making you uh, a, a, a fulfilled person. Mm. And then the last one, oh, no, not the last one, financial security. <coughs> okay. And financial security does not mean being wealthy. It means being able to satisfy your wishes and, well, your needs and your wishes so to speak. Okay. Uh, and um, five, last but not least, mental stimulation. Okay. Correct. Uh, that's it. Thank you. Um, what about from group one? Who was group one? Um, I think it was Kay. Number two. Hashim and... I will start. Uh, yeah, I, I, told, uh, I told them that uh, I want peace of mind. Happiness. I'm not looking for money. This is not my aim. Just to to take care of my daughters. Uh, they are just uh, 
uh, you know, like uh, finishing the university and uh, to find the real love, you know, the honest love, not, uh, you know, like a fairy tale and uh, truth, you know, somebody who is, who is real, uh, not uh, faking it, not um, asking for something that is not real, you know. I am an honest person, so I'm looking for an honest person. I am a truth seeker, so I'm looking for a truth seeker. Uh, yeah, thank you. Okay. Um, I won't speak for Yanush. I'll let him speak for himself. Um, for me, it was um, I'd love to be able to um, improve my health in some way, um, to be able to have the support, resources, and opportunity in place to be able to do that. Um actually very parallel to what the other two were saying really um to find my soulmate and um i have a supportive relationship and better connections as well make more connections with my kind of tribe um i would love to get a camper van and travel that would be hunky-dory for me have a home in the woods just like just like a little you know knock together home in the woods <laughs> that'd be good for me like a tiny home um, and there, I'd love to be able to launch a career or um, possibly a social enterprise. That'd be good for me. Yeah. Okay. I reckon that'd keep me happy. Yeah. My daughter's always um, looking at, you know, like those things you can live off grid and like containers and yeah. those kind of camper vans. Yeah. But you can make them out of a shipping containers. So I'm on it. Yeah. Economical way to go. They look fabulous as well. Mm. Yeah, I saw a link. They're really quite reasonable. Like you can have them as a, like a, an office in your garden or something. Mm, and you can stack them and build more like Lego. It's fabulous. <laughs> okay, thank you. Anyone else? Uh, did you want to join in, Yanish? Or? Actually, Nicole was really finding out before I even said what I wanted. You know, she said, I can guarantee that's what you want. And she hit it 100%. I want nothing. I, yeah, I, I was expecting... Um, I want to earn it. I don't need anything as the presence. I want to earn it. If I really need something, that means having myself again. The only reason just to be able to sit down a couple of hours a week and speak with myself, to understand more myself. Nothing else I need in life, just to be able to express with my mind again my thoughts. I did nothing else. All the rest in the world, what everybody wants to have a wish, it's a behavior, what you can learn, in my perspective. Is there anyone else um, that would like to add in before we move on? Okay, so we don't have the Fairy Godmothers Association on tonight. What I wanted to talk about, we talked a bit um, last week about... Did you contact them? So they are listening, at least the recording. So they are... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to send my list. Good, 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 good. Yeah, we talked last week about primary and secondary currencies. And this is really what I wanted to talk about is if you think biologically... So I've also talked about there's a basic conflict for all... In anything that you're dealing with people, there's a basic conflict. And that conflict is we've got the biology of instincts and drives of how we feel, what we're capable of. And then we've got, we're in a context, a social context with social rules, social norms. And we're told we must, should, or to be, to conform to some convention and some conventional standards. And when you look at, so when you look at school, 
Um, we go in and everybody's got to sit down and it's not natural for five-year-old kids to sit in rows and wait, put up their hand. And it's not, it's not even a natural way of learning, um, that whole row and being drilled into you because really every, every species, every, every biological creature evolves from what it needs. So if you look at a plant, it's the most basic form. It needs light heat, water, and carbon dioxide. And so if it gets that, it grows and it thrives. In the same way, I think if we get what we need, we grow and we thrive. And when we don't get what we want, when we don't, if we don't have those things that we need, we can't grow, we can't be at our best. So I think there's primary currencies as in the things that we want. We want, so when people talk about, and if you ask most people, what I had down first was most people would talk about financial freedom, or security. Um, they would talk about a relationship and they would talk about something that they wanted to do, like as in they wanted to contribute or they wanted to achieve something. So when we when we talk about a relationship, and I like that, um, I think everyone, yeah, everyone who, when they mentioned relationship, broke it down. Um, and yet the three different examples were different aspects of relationships. So being supported, having a soulmate, being uh, a partner being true, it being a true um, love relationship and not fake. What, what I really want to talk about is we have primary currencies, which are the things that we need. So as humans, we need to feel free. We need to feel um, connection. We need to feel love. We need to feel belonging. We need to feel stimulated. We need growth. We need, um, to feel safe, we need security. And then, so we've got these core, these are like the primary currencies. These are the things that we actually really want and need. But what happens is mixed up in this whole social system is like relationship becomes a proxy for connection. It becomes a proxy for um, intimacy. It becomes a, a proxy for um connection, love, uh, intimacy, all of those things. So when people say, I really want a relationship, what they're really saying is I really want love, connection, um, support. I want partnership. I want soul, that kind of soulmate thing. Um, but we call it a relationship. And where people get mixed up is they get into relationships that don't really give them the things that they need, the connection, the support, the partnership, the intimacy, but they stay in it because they think the alternative is not having the relationship and they think it's the relationship that brings that. But it's only the right relationship that will bring that intimacy, that support, that soulmate, that true love um, cur uh, currency. And so we mistake the mechanism which is a relationship or money is also another mechanism that people get confused with because essentially money is like, if there was a zombie apocalypse, there would be no, uh, money would have no use. If there, if the um, bit currency took off and suddenly we lost all faith in money, money would have no purpose. As soon as there is, a significant enough disruption to the social system where we no longer trust money, money will lose 
any value because money is a, a proxy and it's it only lasts like there's protection so that we can't have a run on the bank. Like in Brazil, there was a time when money was worthless because inflation was going up so much percent that it, like the cost of bread in the day was skyrocketing so that the money became um, less relevant. And so then you get black markets and all other kinds of um, things. But so many people talk about they need money, but it isn't necessarily money. It's security. It's freedom. It's time. Um, and so what I wanted to talk about tonight is, is to separate the primary currency from a mechanism or a secondary currency. A primary currency would be something like connection or love. The mechanism for that would be a relationship. Um, so then there's also the fact that once you introduce, like if you have dogs or cats or something like that, they don't have any sense of shame. Um, because they don't have the social system that installs in them, you're a bad person because you you do this. So I, before I, I um, before this, I took my dog out for a walk, um, and he decided to roll around a ship. And he didn't. They don't like if a, if a child did that, all his friends would be like laughing and mocking him, like for the next year at school. But a, a dog, it's just what they do. Um, so animals are, because they don't have that social system, they don't have that same sense of shame that we have. You, like the, one of the primary problems of relationships are relationships break at the point of conflict. They break at the point of conflict because we don't have to know how to resolve it. And so we judge someone um, and we lose connection over that. Um, and so that's really the point where relationships break. We don't have enough communication um, because we're not honest. And we're not honest because we feel there's something shameful about what we really want. People are arguing about clothes on the floor, the tooth cat, the cat being off the toothpaste, or um, the dishes not being done. But what they're really arguing about is I don't feel connected, I don't feel safe, I don't feel seen, I don't feel supported. But we don't say, I want more support. We say, I'm pissed off because you never pick up. I'm the one who always has to do this. Every time, we're always late because of this. So the clearer that we can get about what it is we really want, the clearer the communication we can have. Um, okay, so I'm just going to share this screen. And this is something we talked about in, uh, I think we first talked about in the um, five-day sprint. Um, okay, so basically um, I said that we need four, there's four basic needs that we have of why we want a relationship. And a relationship is nutritious to the extent that it uh, supplies these needs. And that is to feel safe, to feel seen, to feel supported and to feel satisfied. Now, I found it interesting that um, people talked about having a partnership where they felt supported. 
Um, they talked about money in terms of feeling safe and secure. So w- what I think would be interesting to do now is if you look at these four needs and you think about what you asked your fairy godmother for, which quadrant would you, each of those go for? So um, if you were looking for, and again, this, is, this isn't just um, um, looking for financial uh, financial uh, for money and therefore it's safety because um Janos talked about um time so time can be bought with money um and money can be gained by time so it's being really clear about behind the thing that i want what is it that i really want so if it's a relationship is it support? Like it could, it could go in any one of these. This is where words become. We use words to sh- to communicate, to share ideas, but the words mean different things to different people, um, and so the communication can be confused. So we need to be clear about what it is you really mean by what you want. Okay, so if we have uh, so. If you want to, um, you can turn off your camera, turn um, mute, and just look at where, where, where are the things that you want, what quadrants are they, and what's the primary currency that, you're, um, that you want. And you can also look at what did I maybe think was the, what was the mechanism, and did I confuse the mechanism for the primary currency? Um, so yeah, if you do that, if you turn your screens off and turn it back when you're, when you're ready to come back and then we'll know when we're ready to move on. For me, I think it's, uh, supported and satisfied because, uh, if you are supported and if you will be satisfied, definitely you will be seen and you will be safe. I mean, the four of them are connected. But uh, what is the most important thing is if you are supported with uh, somebody that he feels your uh, feeling, that he shares with you your problems and your happiness, um, so you will be satisfied with this support, then definitely you will be seen. And the result of the three, definitely you will be safe. So I think, I mean, I can put it this way, supported, satisfied, seen safe. Yeah. If I'm going to put as, as, as like, we, we want to put it as a category. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah um, that's a good point. Um, because what, what we, like when, you, when you're looking to kind of clarify something, you have to kind of compartmentalize it to break it apart so you're able to see the different bits. And then part of the the mastery is integrating them all so they all become one thing. May I just uh, say uh, something? Um, Because I'm at work, so I I cannot talk much, but I will try to make it. I I believe the biggest problem of uh, any relationship is that when you go to a relationship that you want to take, and at the same time, you imagine that this person is 
going to be this or going to be that or she's going to be the most uh, prettiest girl in the world or he's going to be the most strongest man in the world. I believe it's a, it's sort of a faking uh, idea about a relationship. But if you are going to a relationship because you have decided uh, and you take you take the choice that I'm going to love this woman or I'm going to love this man, whatever happened to him. So I'm ready to give, but not to take. I'm ready to give and give and give. So, so I believe that relationship or the real love, loving relationship is for giving and not waiting for taking because anyway if you are giving definitely you will have you will get 100% thank you i'm thinking that uh for me um the culmination of the things that i would see in a good relationship would lead me to the satisfied quadrant in other words um when i think of being seen i think of things like mental stimulation um as something that i would enjoy with in my relationship and i think for that to occur you have to be seen and heard and that's a very important thing for me um being safe i think of things like financial security i think of honesty and trust um and i think of trust probably being more, more the most important one of those um because having financial security without trust to me just doesn't <laughs> it doesn't do anything it doesn't work um and supported uh, i don't know supported is an odd one in this context for me i am thinking um supported yeah okay fine supported yeah in the whole uh discussion in that discussion about growing together i would think that supported um enables that to 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 occur in the sense of both parties individually being able to grow and feeling safe and secure feeling um free to 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 evolve um because they're supported so to me that's where um i would feel supported in a relationship wherein i am free to evolve singly but also to bring that into the relationship and um to also be able to do that for my partner right um and so to me um when i bring those all together i think that that gives me satisfaction or being satisfied in with my relationship 
anyone see anything different or anything to add to that? It is strange because for me, it's a little bit different because I think if I am being seen, it means I will be supported and I if I am supported I'm satisfied as well because yeah we are hopefully we are doing everything together to to working towards for a better relationship and if I can feel the aim we are working our relationship together I will feel myself safe yeah, I, I think, um, like words, whatever we, whatever our outlook is and whatever we want, like whatever our experience of life has been, all the things that have made us who we are are going to change what we want. And that, um, so that's going to show up as slightly different for everyone. So the meaning of these is going to be slightly different for everyone and what everyone wants from them is going to be slightly different. Um, so, Janos. Uh, for me, I would call it slightly different than sin. I would put it there more like being heard. I think most of us were looking mainly to being heard and to be understood. Yes, that's related a bit with the scene, but that's coming from the kind of communication where we do communicating not to reply, it's to understand from where that person coming, from where coming that communications. And that's um, what bring everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if this is a difference, uh, as in I'm really very visual, so it, to me it's seen. Um, and maybe you're more auditory and you, it's heard because to me that, that is seen is just means heard, understood. Um, but to me, the most natural word is seen. So I don't know. Are you more auditory? As in, like I, I'm very low on auditory, as in someone speaks to me, um, and it's hard for me to take it in. I read it and it's easy because I think we're saying the same thing. But the, and because, all right, does seen and heard mean the same to everyone else? Like the, the, the context behind it? Very similar. But the seeing, it's more for me like you physically have to be there with the person and everything. By hearing, you can have a distance connection as well with the person. Okay. Yeah, for me, seen is not literally, but I see you as a person. It's kind of like, isn't that there an African greeting, which is like, I see you. Okay. Um, so, for me, it's yeah. Be, it's, for me, it is to be acknowledged, which takes yeah. in both. Mm -hmm. so is it acknowledged or un understood? Uh, understood is deeper than acknowledged, isn't it? Yeah. When, when I say acknowledge, what I mean is that it, it takes in both both the visual and, 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 and the auditory. So um, it's, it, I'm just saying that that's what scene connotes to me. Yeah. What it actually means uh, in the at the deeper level, as you're saying, is 
Yeah, it, it's it's more fundamental than that. But to me, it is an acknowledgement of you, the person, uh, whether you're present or I'm just hearing you. You don't yeah. have to be. It is the ability to connect with you on either through either medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's that understood. That's recognised. It's, it's I feel the re- the real you and not the person like the object in front of me and as accepted is what i was thinking to be accepted that you're you're noticed um and you're accepted yeah yeah um yeah accepted is for me it's there's uh three keys which are awareness of knowing it's there acceptance um and alignment with it Mm. um Okay, so the next part is when these needs aren't met, um, to look from your observations of, and it may be easier to see the people around you, like wherever you are, like if you're at school or if you're in a workplace, you can look at people um, and see you know, like you see the attention seeker, you see um, the one who's got to talk for the sake of it. You see the one who's got to have a bigger and better experience of everything. Um, you see the one that always wants to be in control. So for me, my, my favorite ever um, TV comedy was the office, um, the English one. Um, and because you see all those characters in almost every workplace, the, 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 like someone who plays the buffoon and thinks that they're really looked up to like the David Brent, the Gareth who, who wants to be, um, have status and be above other people. Um, the, like all the other weird and wonderful characters. So I'm looking, um, and, this isn't like definitively all, all worked out, but I think satisfied is really about fun or growth. I think um, uh, supported is really about that sense of partnership, that belonging, um, feeling that you belong somewhere. I think safe is about wanting control. Um, wanting control over your environment um, and being seen is, is popularity. So by that, what I mean is that when we don't, when we don't have these things, so when we don't feel safe, we try and control. When we don't feel um, supported, um, so, so like when we don't feel seen, I think we look for popularity. So I think there is, in our culture, there's a, um, a craving for fame um, and stardom. And that's really about wanting to be seen, that people don't feel special. Um, and so they want people to see them and they want to be special. People who don't feel, like, if you look at really powerful people, um, you look at someone that devotes their life to amassing money, to amassing power um, and position, 
it's usually because they didn't feel safe and they want control or possibly sometimes not feeling seen. Um, so I think there's four real primary currencies there, which is being satisfied is about feeling content. Being seen is about feeling that you matter. Being safe is about feeling secure. And being supported is feeling like you belong. But when you don't feel seen, people will do all these attention getting things and, and drama to feel that they're interesting enough to get your attention. So the person in the meeting that's always has some, um, so they always want to have the last word. Like whenever you go to a parent's evening, there's always someone who's asking silly questions um, and just dominating the thing for, and it just seems like they always want to be told, uh, be heard and to talk about what happened over their holidays or whatever, whatever experience. Um, there's always the control freak who wants to manage everything to know what time everything happens to what, what are we doing? When, where are we doing it? How is it going to be? Who's going to be there? Um, and that's about not feeling safe. There's, the person that gives themselves up in order to be popular. Um, and that can be about wanting to belong. The, um, like Peter Pan, who never grows up, who always wants to be having fun is about not feeling satisfied. Okay, so what I think we'd do is go to breakout rooms and talk about a friend or someone that you, um, like, has everyone come across one of those, like, annoying people? Someone on your Facebook feed who, who wants to tell you about every time that they've done something, um, every little thing that they've done. Um, someone who, who it seems will do anything for the likes. Um, the person who has to have the newest car, the best house, the um, designer clothing, the person who needs to tell you about every story and every drama, um, the person that wants to try and control everything. Um, so if you think about people you've come across at work, your f uh, friendship groups, um, socially, school, um, or anywhere like that, um, and so what I want you to do in the discussion is think about what is it they really want? What are they lacking that they're trying to get by doing that behavior? Everyone understood? Okay, so I'm just going to open up the breakout rooms again. Again, don't click at the end, and, um, and that means that you've got one-minute warning when they close. Okay, so I'm really interested to see any examples um, you've you can share about where you've seen someone looking like distorting their natural behavior um, to get some distorted version of that need that they have. We talk with Nicola uh, about, and when she said the things, it came two things in my mind. The reason why these people are doing 
because they have insecurities. And the other word is Kim, they're looking for the outside confirmation. They're worthy enough. We're all going through about this pattern. It's just different story. I went through about. I think we all do. Mm. Yeah. I, I think especially for men, um, there's that um, book and that theory of women want love, men want respect. And what that respect is really about is about feel, wanting to feel seen, um, which and we, we need to feel seen because we don't feel enough. And so we want the validation from people outside. Yes, yeah, so I, I think that's a real key point is that many of the needs that we're looking for other people for is to patch an insecurity that we don't have ourselves. And a lot of the time people are looking for a partner or a relationship to cover an insecurity or, or a, a weakness of theirs that they don't think they can do. Um, I'm trying to think of, I can't remember the exact examples, but I remember very clearly conversations where um, someone was, yeah, but what I want is someone that will kind of cover my, like my weak areas um, and I'll cover their weak areas. Um, and another way that people have that uh, less conscious way is like the the most vivid example of this, I think, is like the yeah blind spots. Um, uh, it's like gold diggers. Um, I think you know, like the dream of bagging a footballer um, and being like what's the name, Colleen Colleen Rooney and Victoria Beckham and and the modern ones um, is is really about feeling like I, I don't feel I can get there on my own. Um, but by someone um, finding me attractive, getting in a relationship, I can live that kind of lifestyle. Um, anyone else got any examples where they can, can talk about? You were just saying, Rob, about they can live that lifestyle and so on and validation. So is that why men have affairs then? I think um, I think why a lot of men have affairs, um, and why. So a pattern I've noticed is men will leave a relationship after like twenty odd years that they're happy in, um, and it's really about they don't feel respected. Like if you spoke to them, they wouldn't. I don't feel respected, and it's they meet someone um, who suddenly looks up to them like whereas their wife and their kids are like oh it's you again when you see the same silly jokes and <laughs> anyone you live with for 20 years is not, never going to put you on a pedestal but suddenly yeah. they meet someone who puts them on a pedestal mm. and they feel more important or it's the fact that they don't feel attractive um and so they meet someone else and it makes them feel attracted um it makes them feel attractive. Mm. Yeah. So it's not usually about sex. Yeah, it's no. Usually, it's like, yeah, you know, it's, they, they need to feel that they can still pull as they get older or mm. whatever. Mm. Yeah, and, and a lot of um, 
particularly men, um, who never settle down, um, partly because of attachment style, but partly because of um, it's a feeling that they don't feel that they can make a relationship work. Um, but the constant validation of a short-term fling makes them feel that they're attractive and they've still got it and they could if they wanted to. All right, that's why men <laughs> keep going on about men, sorry, why men don't commit <laughs> when they ghost. Yeah. Oh, I often, I, th I think often the ghosting is because they feel that they're about to be found out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Janusz. I need to add for this case something. Actually, ladies, quite often, they're having more affairs than men. Just hidden information that out there. <laughs> it's a hidden information. They're actually having more than the men's. It's just a kind of social stigma, this, like a stamp. And hmm. guess why this is happening? The uh, reason, because they can't communicate. What missing, the men's been teached, actually, been teached to be a good boy, a good man. And guess what? Women don't need good men. They need somebody who can express their sexuality. But the men, when they get teached to be a good boy, they never can express their sexuality. And they feel they have to hide from the women because they will look at them different way. And when Come they on, get Brianna, look a different way, that's when we not like it. And that's why it's so much affair around because they are unable to communicate, express their needs. How, how, how you say, the, uh, Rob, this? Shameful what we want. I think that's one of the key messages what I get today when you say it. And it's so true. We feel the other person will judge us by how looking us. Before they look at us like a god, you know, like in a pedestrians, then suddenly that drop down. And we don't want to feel that, both sides, women's or men's. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, um, like Janusz said, there's this, um, so it's easier for women to have affairs. Um, and we know, like, whenever there's sex research of, like, how many people have you slept with, we know that men are going to say more than they have and women are going to say less. Um, and, yeah, that's that social stigma. Um, but there's also... Some of, the, some of the changes that have happened in our society in the last 20, 30 years mean that women now have the ability to have it. It's not that they didn't always have affairs, but they have more, um, more freedom, more ability to. Um, when you look at things like in online dating, um, women have so much more opportunity. Um, and, and also it's, it's um, in the same way that men will go for respect, women will often go for um, validation because if they've been in a relationship 10, 15, 20 years, um, they're not feeling as attractive um, in the sense of they feel like maybe they've put on weight, maybe they're, they're not as young as they used to be and they feel that maybe, um, and so it's kind of like that thrill of, knowing that you still have it for both men and women. Um, Agnes. I'm sorry, but I really hate when somebody says 
uh, women has more opportunity on dating sites because I think it is, it's not true. Yeah, we probably we do have to more opportunity to get a one night stand, mm. but because men are, in my experience on dating sites, men are most likely to looking for less like a long relationship, more like a really short and satisfying one. So no, it's not. It's really not not easier for women to find a a real partner. Yeah, it it depends what you are looking for. But yeah, for a real partner, no, it's not. Yeah, it's more harder. And mm. I think what I saw in my side. So the man expectation from women is so high. Sometimes I just don't don't understand. So a woman has to a good looking look after herself, being pretty well dressed and clean tra la 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 and on the other side the men's are not men are not really getting that they have to show something as well most of the time what i saw in my age man they are looking for more like yeah if i look a little bit better i don't want my age because I want to prove it. Yeah, I want somebody who is just 20 years old or 30 years old because, yeah, look at that. I can get them. And it's just so sad because, come on, really? Do you want to go for a party every night? Do you really think you can chat with her about anything? Because they are, their mindset is not there yet. And... That girl in five, 10 years time, they want some children when you are going to be 50, 55, 60. What are you going to do then? Are you going to have a children when you are almost retired? And so it's just, so don't say that the woman has more opportunity. No, we do have more opportunity to having sex. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> but it still is not what I want from a relationship. Yeah. No, that's why I, I don't mean. need to go for dating site to getting somebody in my bed, we can say that. So yeah, yeah. What I mean is, in uh, for a woman to have a relationship, there's more opportunities. So, like, if she's actively looking and she can go on a dating site, and it's no problem to have like a fling. But Aggie, let me add one more thing for this. When you think, yeah, we do having a kind of expectation, kind of yes. But let's see the opposite side. When the ladies are expecting that much from the men as well. We're all having, and that's normal. When we go in the relation by not expecting from others something, just by show who you are and accepting the person who they are. I know I am evil, but I expect to get me some teeth. Can I get some teeth for my age, man? Can they have some teeth? Because most of the time they do not have teeth. Agnes, if you're just looking for this, guess what? You know what you will get? Just only these people. Because actually, when you say for your mind, don't think about the ban monkey, what you will see? Or I, just monkey. You can't tell shadow. your brain to do what you're not looking for it. Because your brain, it will manifest it that, unfortunately. Think about opposite. Mm. Because no, that's how it's working it. our brain. <laughs> it, will, it will bring all these people in your life. You need to do different way. Is the workout so far? No. Yeah, no. 
I must tell you, if I took you through my sites to show you the gentlemen who present themselves to me, you would not say that. Agnes, I tell you, I wonder about the teeth. I really do, because some of them really. <laughs> I mean, no. Yes, I'm not looking for them. I'm telling you, I, I have decided that the average man who presents himself as being in his 60s, I, I, we are not compatible, which is Sad, really, really sad. Okay, because I, I'm not because I, I, you like chanting, yeah. Huh? You like chanting because I do. No, this is the point. The point is, <laughs> I, I am still looking for somebody who has a zest for life, and to me, having zest for life means that you take care of yourself. I'm not asking for no. Who is the most sexy? fellow that I can think of, young fellow that I can think of. No, I can't. No, not, not even going there. But you know what I mean. Um, I'm not asking for somebody who's got every hair in place and looks like he's a GQ model. That's not what I want. But to me, if somebody takes care of themselves and presents themselves in a reasonable way, it means that they have a sense of pride, a sense of self. So, you know, it's somebody who is not that insecure that I will have to be always on tenterhooks with what I say and what I do and so forth. There's a certain level of confidence. That's all. And that I can present them in public because if you can't be seen in public with me, I'm not having you. <laughs> Let's go for somebody a bit younger, girls. Hello. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> that Believe me, no youngers are not 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 the right direction. Not, uh, uh, probably not for me, but younger they up, are. Up to ten years younger. That's all. Just ten years yeah. younger. Not a lot. I agree. I agree. I, I don't agree like younger. You. Come on, the younger <laughs> youngers they they need to grow up. I don't. I am not their mother. I don't want to to teach them how they live their life. And most of the time they are still just... Agnes, a 60-odd-year-old man, told me that he would like to chunter down the road with yeah, I know, I heard that. I, I, probably I wasn't here, but I heard that. <laughs> this is a good thing about recording, so... <laughs> I mean, so what? I'm going to be, you know, with a walking stick, what, what, what am I doing? No, I'm sorry. Please, it's, he's going to be a younger man. That listen, if Joan Collins at 88 is having <laughs> Percy at 60, what the dickens? Why can't I find one who's? <laughs> I don't want Percy at 20, 20 odd years younger than me. But I mean, what's wrong with that? Sandra, I think you need the Latin lover. Have you seen the movie? Listen to me. The, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need to move to it. I tell you, I need to move to Italy. Okay, because that is where I can find one of them. Because they are there, <laughs> but here they are not coming forward. I don't know where they are. <laughs> Just go to your local gym. <laughs> nah, local gym. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. Where I live, I've tra- I've been to all the gyms, and no, they're not there. <laughs> wait, wait, they already know you. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> they're all they're all female. That's the problem. They're all female there. So they're not there. I don't know where they are. <laughs> Maybe you need to change the gym. Sandra, let me give you, you a different idea. Go with that young chicks to the gym and after have a drink with them and definitely you will have men around you. Change the strategy. Rather than at, uh, say th- those ladies are, you know, not good for you, you know, you give them a- to like your side wings, you know? <laughs> I live in a town of couples. And, I, and the couples, many of the wives are insecure. They don't want me around. I'm afraid to say. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, listen, I'm telling you the truth. And this is coming from my son, okay? When he was at school and I met one father of his friend and his father went and told his wife that he met Brandon's mother and she's very pretty. Oh my goodness gracious, said wife does not speak to me. Um, She was very, and I'm like, oh, hang on, what's going on? And I found this out from my son, you understand? Because I don't have a husband with me, so I'm not part of a couple, so I'm not safe. Um, So I need a place with lots of single men. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not not married ones and married women. I, I need secure people around me. <laughs> so, and younger men. You need not, to look, up, look around in a retirement home. Maybe they, there are. <laughs> With some Latin lovers there. <laughs> oh, so, yes, I'm going to have to find a 50. Okay, I'm going to do the ad now, Rob. You, you promised us that we were going to look at how to do um, dating sites and stuff, right? And profiles and all the rest of it, right? Yeah. So I'm now going to put my boundaries. Um, 45 to 55. What's, what say you all? <laughs> but must be young at heart. That's the main thing. Of course, I agree. That's the problem. That's the thing. Sandra, that's a biological age <laughs> or uh, different you know that's how you measure it because it might be somebody biologically it's that age but does it physically as well you know that's the problem that's the problem it is more a head thing it is more a mental thing than um anything else because it's i am young at heart i am not i, I don't think in an old way <laughs> I don't think your heart is young. Oh, my heart is young. <laughs> I, I'm I'm still on it, Sandra. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll move we'll move on it soon. We'll talk a bit more we'll about. Find that. a village for Sandra, or just uh, set up a profile for her. <laughs> <laughs> for everybody, not for me alone. <laughs> well, I think. See, I think there's a problem with dating apps in that. Dating apps promise people what they want. And the problem is the idea of what you want isn't really what you want. So um, I think there's two types of people. I think there's goal seekers who seek to get their goals and um, they navigate through life to get what they want. Um, And this is where they're really confused about the, the currencies. 
And the difference is a truth seeker uses the events and to um, enrich and evolve their goal. So there are all the things that we want, but if like everyone thinks that if they won a lottery, um, they would um, be happy and they'd feel financially secure and that would be it. But statistically, we know that lottery winners are less happy after winning the lottery than before. I mean, I saw, I think it was today or yesterday, I saw a headline of someone, a woman who won 5.5 million on the lottery and her husband, her husband was arrested for attempted murder of her. Um, and like they had a, like obviously they had a Barney on that, but there, there are this, I can remember about 20 years ago, there was like this bin man who like he'd been in lots of trouble. He was, he was a young lad. Um, and he won a lottery and they, they used to show all the way that he was like extravagant ways. It was only like five or 10 years and he'd spent everything. Um, so, and there's so many stories of that. And so it's because- the lesson is from that. If you are winning on a, if you won on a lottery, you shouldn't share this information with your husband. Do I understand right? No, it was like, yeah, it was like, a, it was like an argument rather than he was trying to get her money. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, and also, like, people think that they want this relationship, and this is what dating apps will do. And so you'll meet someone and you'll fall head over heels in, in lust, um, think you found the one, and it'll be great for two or three years, and then suddenly it'll crash down. Um, and... Yes, I think there's a problem with the dating process where, because dating apps are commercial, so therefore they have to sell the dream. Um, the dream, there's a flaw in your thinking which leads to, like in the cultural story and the narrative about relationships, which leads to the problem with, um, of not being able to cope with conflict, with not having enough communication um, and losing connection. Um, so... I think really you have to date in a different way. And because Sandra and I um, talked about this. Anyway, uh, Janusz, and then we'll move on. Yeah, basically, I just want to add for that, Rob, when you're saying about this uh, money and everything, but people not realize they it's not the money, the issue, it's the behavior. Uh, because, yes, th- they want to be rich, most of the people and everything, but they never have the ability, the behavior, how to handle money. They never have the risk-taking behavior. What personally I can see behind the money, what the people need to learn, abundance of the money. Yes, I can lose it, risk-taking. I can lose it tomorrow. And guess what? I can make it again, and I can make it again, and I can make it again. They don't worry about to lose it because they know part of the game. And that's simple how we should live our life. And on top of that, not just risk-taking. They just, you know, they're using as the tools. That's not their f- goal. That's like just a begin. And that should be in most of the things. We just always see what we want, but we don't need see, we don't have the strategy behind how become that. Um, yeah. Um, thank you for adding that. More can, I, can, I add, can I add one thing? 
um, the whole idea is it's all about the media. It's all about the media. So if you think any of us will think and open the lockers for us or in the house and you find the things that you never try it once or twice, but you bought it. The thing is why you bought it because you had a lot of advertising, because you had a lot of marketing about it and so on. So it's all about the media. The thing is, uh, why I got married uh, since a long time, why I got married and why this woman especially or this man especially, because it's, it's again about the illusion of, of the idea of the glory uh, girl or the most uh, amazing girl. I was just joking and I was saying my, my, my amazing woman was Salma Hayek or uh, Monica Bellucci when I was, uh, you know, when I was young, okay? So because this is the, 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 the fake idea of the woman that I want. It's only about her look, but not about what's, what's inside. I don't, I never live with uh, Salma Hayek or I never live with this woman. So I know who is, she really is. But, but the same thing was a dating it's it's about the media it's about that i want something it's in my mind but actually it's not true you know and i believe that th this leads to another fake relationship but if you are going to go and and go into this site or or really looking for somebody who really love you and really honest you know having the same uh, a mentality and you have to have um, communication and at the same time you love the same thing. I mean, you are suitable for each other. I cannot love somebody that, uh, you know, is, is totally the opposite or, or against my, my beliefs or against the things that I love, you know, so definitely will crash. But oh, I'm looking for someone who is suitable for me, you know, it's not about the the dream, which is a, a, a bubble that is going to be broke, but it's a lasting life, which I believe it's totally different between the your imagination or the things that you think about it or whoever thinks and the real life. You know. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, so there's the illusion, um, the illusion of what we want. Um, and I'm just trying to trying to recall that there was, it's really like having clarity over what you really want. So you need to grow what you really want. So our dreams are that we're going to um, get what we want before we deserve it. Um, so, you know, she was talking about, you've got to have, in my words, you've got to have like the psychological structure to get that. And it's like the habits and the behavior and the, the thought patterns that make that happen more, more naturally. Um, so it talks about lottery, love. Um, and there was a poll recently of what people wanted to be when they were growing up of children. Um, I can't remember a few years ago. Um, and almost all of them wanted to be like Beyonce. So, and like when you talk to kids now, 
is kind of like they want to be YouTubers or um, influencers. And it, and before that, it was film stars and rock stars, um, and like everyone, every child, every like all the boys that love football want to be Ronaldo or they want to be Messi. Um, and yet, most of us don't aren't built. We don't have those talents. But it's because because football is so um, has so much attention. It wants to. It creates the so really what that's about is about wanting to be Beyonce or Messi or um, uh, a film star is about wanting to be recognised as special to be really good at something that you do the people that do that like the, the girl that won Emma Emma Radnauchi or something who won the um, tennis yesterday um, like she's obviously dedicated and, and put um, thousands of hours in but she's um, she's obviously got a talent Messi um, like that's a once in a generation makeup of someone who's got those skills had the opportunities and the dedication Wanting to be someone else, wanting someone else's skill is wanting something without having the makeup and the practice and the, um, the dedication of getting there. Um, and I think what would really make all of us happy um, and like having studied happiness quite extensively and wrote a book on it and coached lots of people, it's really... Um, happiness is really about your design um, being able to flourish. So having everything that you need, um, having all your needs met and those evolving selects bigger and bigger goals. What we have to look at now is, so the, the title of The Path to Love, Wealth and Happiness is about how do we really get what we really want in life? So what we have to look at is everything is possible. It depends on, on like, I like to look at life as a game. So in every game, you've got limitations. So we have limitations, like I could never play football like Messi, and I definitely couldn't dance like a ballerina. Um, so those are... Um, like my limitations, but then you've got to look at resources. Like what, am, what are you really built to do? And then you look at what resources that you have. So um, like we all have time. So w if we're going to live to 80, we're going to have like 4,100 weeks. If we have, um, there's, like some people are born into more opportunities. Some people are born and they have, they're born into lots of money and they have lots of privilege and opportunity. Um, so that is a resource. Your level of intelligence is a resource. How attractive you are, how charismatic you are, how talented you are in a different field, how um, creative that you, you are. But it's about, how do you use those resources that you have? Which means 
how do you use your time? How do you spend your money? How do you um, use your network? How do you use your intelligence? Um, how do you use your attractiveness, creativity, whatever that you have? So there's, uh, I think it's Anders Ericsson first talked about the 10,000 hours, but it was popularized by Malcolm Gladwell in the book Outliers. And what he really showed was that we grow up thinking like Mozart is the poster child of geniuses born. There's just some people that are just born. And um, what Gladwell showed was that Mozart was writing symphonies and or performing symphonies at free. Um, and he was writing them in his teens, but it wasn't until his late twenties that he wrote anything worth listening to. There's also an example of like, there were loads of, Russian tennis players at one time, like all the female um, tennis champions for a, a period came from the same Russian school. So he's talking about the opportunity. He talks about like the, the tech entrepreneurs like Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, um, Larry Ellison, who made billions. It happened like Bill Gates, his mum worked at a university and he got access to computers before anyone else did. And so, um, so Malcolm Gladwell talked about having 10,000 hours, the right opportunity, um, and at the right time that enabled, that's really what we call genius. So when we think of like artistic genius, we think of Da Vinci, uh, Michelangelo, Donatello, um, all of those, like the Italian re Renaissance. But there was a reason why the Italian Renaissance happened. Um, and what really happened was that there was the Medici family valued art and wanted to be in a place of power and enabling people to make things happen. And so they funded, like they, when they saw talent in artists, they funded them and really freed them from the day-to-day -day, um, worry of, of existence and so they were able these people were able to obsess over their craft and so you got this flourishing and this network of people that learned from each other and, and were able to evolve each other from that possibility so wherever there's like all of these times in history where there's certain circumstances have collided and people have been able to devote their time so i suppose what I'm, what I'm trying to say is the 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 life that we live is a reflection of our experiences and our opportunities but it's also the bit that we have um that we have agency over is how do we spend our time how do we spend how do we like we can watch netflix we can read books we can learn stuff um or we can waste time. So we can develop intelligence. We can, like now, if in what you're doing is, um, like there's so much knowledge, we can, you can learn pretty much anything. So there is the ability to develop talent more now than there ever has been. Um, we also have a lot more leisure time than people in most other eras.
how do you channel that resources into what you want? So it's first of all clarifying what is it the thing that you really the thing that you really need? Is it connection? Is it stimulation? Is it um, safety, security? So being really clear of that, it's using your resources to get what you really want. But what usually people do is they're lacking some, you know, lacking a feeling of feeling seen. And so they'll seek attention um, or they'll seek respect or they'll seek popularity. And so when we chase those kind of secondary or tertiary currencies, what we're doing is we're getting something that is um, more ephemeral. Um, and so we don't, can't really build a kind of capital base. So if, we, if we're looking for um, attention, then we're, we're getting something in the moment, but at the expense of developing a, a like base of talent. So like the, the little girl that wants to be Beyonce and a little boy that wants to be Messi, the ones like that really dedicate themselves to developing football skills, to develop themselves to musical and dance talent are the ones that have a shot of doing that in their own kind of way. But the ones that play at um, being on the poster um, and showing the tricks um, are the ones that spend their their currencies achieving something other than what they really want. Um, Janusz? I think you really nicely described that. However, I would add one more thing. You can also achieve this by putting enough time, energy, and enough courage. Look at the opposite side, Cristiano Ronaldo. He didn't have a skill at all, but he didn't give a shit about and he went for it and he's still doing and that's how he can compete himself and he loved to have Messi because he can compete with himself for the higher level and he loved that yeah. and we all need that in order to feel that unique and that's what we all looking you want to be unique guess what what you do to be unique you have to do what 99% will not do don't give a shit about what others think yeah I think Ronaldo is like the poster child for um, dedication, discipline, and work. Okay, uh, does that make sense to everyone? Any thoughts? Any? Can I say one thing also, which yeah, is sure. I think it's very important, is um, how fast you want the things. How fast you want the things? Like uh, you're talking about the small girl that she wants this, or the or the, the boy that he wants to be messy. The only thing that he sees is the the fame and the the, the amount of money that he's getting, uh, the amount of of um, you know like lights that he is having. But actually, he we we never know. The, the amount of effort that they are doing to reach to this. Uh, when, when I was watching the Olympics in Tokyo, 
and uh, I was watching the amount of, of uh, happiness when they are getting the medals and so on and so but I nobody is telling us unless the, 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 the Olympics is finished then we will know the amount of effort and the amount of pain and the amount of the dedication that they did to reach to this. So if I just want now, 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 you know, the best uh, woman for me, I will not get it because I wanted everything in, in our world at the moment is, is delivery. You can have anything in the whole world is delivery, anything either it's during Corona or even after Corona, whatever it is, either it is now or everything is just online. Everything is on, on your touch. And um, you cannot get all of this in, in life just in, in that speed. You have to give it time for getting more information, getting more experience, knowing uh, others, you know, and uh, you cannot just, uh, you know, in five seconds, uh, I'm done with it. No, you cannot do that. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's really, um, really important to, to recognize that. I think we can get everything but primary currencies. I think we can get secondary currencies delivered. But things like connection, um, trust, um, those kind of things what we really want comes from other humans um and we can get we can like our economy is kind of distorted that you can buy personality you can buy someone for the night you know like you can have an escort for the night um but you can't have love um you you can find someone to marry if you've got enough money you can find a young girl uh, is attractive, but it doesn't mean she's going to love you. It doesn't mean that you're going to get um, the relationship that you want. I think it's 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 really about getting what we want is is not about instant gratification. I think it's um, like the marshmallow principle, where they talked about that, where they um, did the experiment with children. Um, who who could delay gratification was uh, a reflection of how successful they would be later in life um, because it's about um, how you can use your resources over time to get what you want. Um, sorry, Agnes, I know your hand was up. It's fine because we are just changed the topic, so it doesn't matter anymore. Oh, okay. Um, did you want to... Go back to that. No, it was just uh, okay. I, I was just going to ask what do you think it is easier now to because you said every knowledge is available because everything is available at the moment. Is it better now or it was easier in a renaissance when you can just get one thing and you can master it and after when you master it you move to the other one? Because at the moment sometimes I think People are trying this one, this one, this one, this one, but they are not really mastering everything, yeah. what they do. And I, I'm not sure if it is better than like in a Renaissance. And I think it is the same with the, with the relationship and everything because 
people are just moving from one to the other. Yeah. Um, I really like uh, George, George Leonard's book, Mastery, where he talks about um, to do anything well to, is really about mastery. And, and actually, like Ronaldo, Messi, Beyonce, they've achieved mastery. Um, and the enemies of mastery are the dabblers who want to just do something and they love the bars of it working well. Um, and then as soon as it doesn't, they move on. And so these are the people that are, they have a new relationship and it's great. And it's, and then as soon as it becomes hard work or anything, as soon as it, um, they aren't like, isn't as satisfying, they're jumping onto the next one and they're always trying to get the relationship like they want it to be this perfect relationship without actually putting in the foundations. Um, so there's the dabbler, the hacker is just happy where it, where they are. Um, and the dabbler, the hacker and, um, another one, the dabbler, the hacker. Can anyone remember the other one? Cause we've talked about this before. Um, yeah. And, but, um, these are people, oh, the obsessive. So this is the person that, um, the relationships kind of going like this and then they want it to, they want it to jump higher. Um, and so they'll, Oh, come on, let's go away for the weekend. And oh, I've, I've done this surprise thing for you so that the person's happy with them. But those peak, you can't continually go up because like, what are you going to do after you've taken them away for a week and then you're going to take them away for, um, Mauritius for a month? Um, but where do you go from that? There's only so much you can pump that up. So every high is going to have a down and it's going to be an equivalent down. And the problem that people have, look, mastery. So mastery is when that goes down, how do you bring it up? Um, the, everyone who's not not focused on mastery is focused on how do I make them feel better next weekend? Um, the master is like, okay, how do I constantly create that level? And when it goes down, do I bring it up? Um, so, yeah. Um, okay. So Renaissance now, right. So the difference between the Renaissance and now is that that period of history created a body of knowledge of art. And it created like how to sculpt like Michelangelo, how to do the, the detailed art like um, Da Vinci. And so those artists left behind like a, a, a record. And so everyone that came after them was better because of that. It's like Roger Bannister run the first four minute mile. He broke the four minute mile. Um, and everyone after that broke it because psychologically they did it but also they could see what they had to do. So now we're at a state where you're not going to invent the great, the, you're not going to do like what Da Vinci said, Da Vinci did because he was in all these kind of fields. Although if you look at Elon Musk, he's doing something pretty similar. Um, space flight, Tesla, PayPal, um, solar panels, whatever else he's in. The thing is, it's not about achieving objective greatness. It's about what is it that you bring? Because there's something in all of your interests, in all of your experiences, there's something uniquely different about you. And so when you, when you bring that level of knowledge brilliance 
through yourself, it's going to come out in a different way. So or in the uh, Renaissance, I don't know a lot about art, but I know like Michelangelo was very different to Da Vinci and all of them had their own kind of style. Like you, someone who knew art would go, yeah, that's a Donatello, Raphael or whatever. Um, so there's slight differences. There's slight differences that make us argue. So every couple is going to argue and that's going to be the breaking point of whether the relationships works or not is that is the point of can they accept their differences. So in the same way, your art is going to be different. So Ronaldo and Messi um, are very different, um, but they've achieved the same, basically spookily similar level of achievement. Um, and I don't know if I've gone off the point, but I think it is the same, but it's at a higher level because we've evolved. We have that other basis. And like Isaac Newton said, I'm standing on the shoulder of giants. We, we're not starting off from there. We've already got the head start. The difference now is that relationships are um, much more intense because we live longer. We have higher expectations. We don't need the relationship. And all other times people were lucky to live much longer than, than us. You know, like the average, if you look at the average age of us here, that would probably be the average life expectancy of most people in those times. So one or, or the other would, pro would be unlikely to have survived that much longer. So relationships weren't as long. They didn't spend as much time. There was like couples would live together and work together, but they weren't, um, they didn't have the leisure time like we have. So I don't know if that answers it or. They had less distractions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and there was no expectation. They didn't have Brad and Angelina or, or uh, that's probably not the best example, but um, like this loving couple that they wanted to live up to, they didn't expect any more really it, when you're looking at like if you were to map out um the equation it's about the assumptions and expectations um the lower that your expectations are the easier it is to achieve the, the less assumptions you have um the less assumptions you have the um less danger you have in the relationship. Yeah, when people make assumptions, it's often because they haven't got the communication skills as well. So yeah. they can't articulate what they want, what they need to say or want yeah, to say. Yeah, and because they haven't had the conversation, they don't understand the other person, so they jump to assumptions. And also because although we have more time, as in more years, there's also probably... Um, when you look at people, how stressed they are, how busy they are, um, when you look at how many other distractions we have, we're on our phones and we're, um, we're at dinner, but we're looking at text messages. We're thinking about what happened in the meeting today. Um, so there's all of those other things that um, we use assumptions and a lack of communication or a lack of time. But also, Rob, think about that. It's I always say that uh, comparison is the thief of enjoyment. And 
long, long time ago, you could compare yourself for 100 people, might be 1,000 if you met with you in your life. So obviously people felt so great and, you know, they had so much opportunity. Now, now these days, you can see almost the whole world in the internet. And that can be so destroying for the people if they don't see the uniqueness in themselves. You have to find that inside of yourself. And that's what they did in, in an old way back. They didn't give a shit about what others are think about them. They stand up and others are give it up. You need to do exactly what 99% will not do. And that's what all of them do, famous, and they are in the place. And they continuously doing because they don't give a damn about what others are want. They just follow us. It was easier to be who you wanted to be in in the older days, like my parents' generation say, because people were more respectful and you could be more of yourself. Um, I, 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 I challenge that, to be honest, because I think, I think we have, we're the generation, right, before us, if you were homosexual, you kept it a secret for, in a lot of cases. If you were, um, uh, I think there was more, I look at, um, there's a lot of TV programs like sitcoms that were on when I was growing up and they're not allowed to be on now because of how racist they were. Um, there was like, there was so much sexism in, or, or sexist um, comedy. So I think, I think what's different is um, back there. I think it's always difficult to compare eras because like the predominant feeling now is like there's so much technology, there's so much change. Um, it's hard to keep up with. Um, and yeah, I remember seeing someone showed someone's diary from uh, the, the late 19th century. Um, and it was, uh, there's so much technological change. It's hard to keep up. No one can keep up with all the changes. Um, and even I think it was Samuel Pepys, you know, Samuel Pepys, who kept the diary in the fire of London, which was 15, 1600s. Um, and he was talking about how hard it was to keep up with the um, change. So I think, and generationally, like we know our parents said, oh, life, life was so different for us. It was so hard. Um, so I think there's always a, a, a danger that we always look at, our time has been different. Our time has been special. And I think human dynamics are the same um, in every era. It's just the context in which we play in is different. So in relating this to relationships, um, I really like what Helen Fisher said. And Helen Fisher is um, a biologist and an anthropologist, I think. Um, but she studied... Um, relationships across time and across culture from like stone age civilizations to um, all of these um, things. And she's always asked her, well, yeah, but dating's changed. And she said, how can dating, she said, like the um, convention, the etiquette might change, but you can't change biology. People still want the same core things. People, yes, people want sex, but people also want romance. They want that um, feeling of being special and someone that's special to them and they want deep companionship and so the behaviour might change 
but deep down every that's what everyone wants because you can't change biology um like 10,000 years of history is not enough to change biology so biologically we are cavemen um and so what changes is when you have like when we have the internet and we have more awareness and all this stuff it changes um it changes what you want it changes the assumptions it changes the expectations um but really we're all the same so um i think what is happening is that the social context is changing because in the past you would be in a community your own models would be within that community the pressures um for cohesion would be from the members of that community so you you conformed uh so you got you got married you stayed married you reared your children because you're a part and parcel of this whole that behaved in this manner and um but now the internet has allowed you to look at other role models other norms and people we are curious we yearn for things that are unattainable we think that that is the ideal that we should strive for rather than so this the, the ideals that we're looking at are no longer the local heroes <laughs> in 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 our look you know where we live it's as you say well not angelina julian brad pitt no no not not them but um <laughs> okay let's go for george clooney and um amal or whatever her name is um but those are now the um the ones that we are looking at and they could be just as dysfunctional as we are but we don't know because advertising and uh you know the movies and all the rest of it we get the glossy pictures we don't get the johnny depp and his um oh whatever her name was what was her name amber heard or whatever her name was yeah that went through the courts we don't get that very often so we think that they live this um sugar coated life that is what we should aspire to and that is what it is going to be like and there's nothing nothing that is even remotely real about it and uh, i think that's where we do ourselves a disservice in 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 um buying into that it's it's that you know pink pinky stuff for want of a better word a description <laughs> the pinky hearts and the pinky you know all of that girly stuff they mm, yeah it it's not real yeah when you said all this it came to my mind the story about ford when he was introducing the V8 engine and the old engineer said to him we can't make it this this is not exist so we can't make it and he say i don't care whatever you think or whatever you want guys i want this and i don't care about time and money he sent back the engineers to do it and guess what 12 months later it came up so these days what people are missing is the persistence if you choose something go with it go with it if it take 20 30 years go with it don't give up that's your dream that's what's your first instinct that's what you meant to be in the world but if you consistently changing guess what you get never a compound effect and that's the behavior what we need to learn is the compound effect behavior because you will have upside down 
And guess what? When it's not working, everybody running away. 99% of the world will run away. Nobody wants to talk about. Nobody wants to see problems. Everybody likes to put under the carpet. And that's what missing these days. The sugar, the sugar-coated culture and the blaming culture. Always somebody else's fault. Guess what? Take responsibility. Do something what you can do. Today, for your happiness. So why go to the altar and keep saying till death do us part and then they're going to have a divorce the next day? But if we don't teach res resilience to, in, um, to our young, young ones, how are they expected to meet with failure and to keep trying and to, as you say, it's practice, it's keep trying, striving, but if you do not have the ability to withstand failure, the knockbacks, and start again to keep going, then the first hurdle you get to, you are just going to say, no, that's too hard, and you give up, and you go on to something else. So we have a, 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 a culture that is now wedded to the immediate um, response to everything, and within that immediacy comes the um, immediate gratification, immediate um, response. You go on the internet, you can read something in five minutes. The days when you had to read several hundred pages before you actually got somewhere in something, you know, that made you feel as though you understood something. No, it's there. It's summarized for you in 10 minutes. You can go through and you're off onto something else. So we have become... Um, little, what I would call little, little flies just landing, landing, landing all over the place onto, you know, new sources of food, uh, um, sampling, 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 but not resting. And therefore we have, um, I don't know that we are patient anymore to, as Janus was talking about, uh, you know, to strive, to try, to improve, to um, build, and that goes into a relationship. And once it's difficult, we, we think that, uh, I can't be bothered with this now. Yeah, that vow, let's forget about that one. Let's go try it with somebody else. It may be easier next time around. And so we, we, we give up and we move on to the next person. And it's difficult in another way. And we give up on that one and we go and, and on and on it goes. That's very true, Sandra. You know what our parents most of the time teaching us? But that's a culture faultiness. It's called fail. When you fail, you feel loser. Guess what? When I fail, I actually using the words what others are teaching me. First attempt in learning. That's all about. We're using incorrectly those words. Nothing is wrong or good or bad or something in the life. It's just a matter of the context, how we want to put it. If I want to fail, yes, that's good. I can do different way. Thank you for it. It's an opportunity for me. Thank you for that lesson. And I love that. There's a saying that I came across once. Um, someone told me, um, 
Oh, oh God, what was it? Um, instead of practice makes perfect, practice makes doing. Um, and I really quite like that. that Maybe LinkedIn. True. Mm. And a lot um, of it boils down to just bad parenting. Why these boys and girls are behaving badly? It's the way they've been brought up. Well, I think. Um, so I think when you look at relationships, okay, um, there's clear that our model is wrong. When you have more than 55, like 55% level of divorce, that means there's something systemically wrong. Now, you, but what, what we have with society is we have people who either in the past got power from dictatorship or from popularity in democracy. And so what, what then happens is like to work in a de democratic system, you have to appeal to what most people want. Um, and when you come from a structure that clearly doesn't know how relationships work um, or, okay. So, we're, we're in an age when a health minister can't practice medicine. An education minister isn't qualified to teach. Um, um, defense minister probably couldn't fight in, a, in an army. Um, so we've elected people to an ideology. So when you've got a system, um, so like school is schooled from this system and school, like when we look at the curriculum changed when, um, what's his name, Go Gove, um, when Gove was education minister, it changed because he liked English literature at school. He liked poetry. So English literature should be um, critical because if you look at Gove, he's kind of like nerdy and he doesn't look like he was very good at sport. So all creativity um, all like technical subjects like food and nutrition, um, wood tech, all that kind of stuff became had to be academic because Gove probably shone in an academic environment and probably didn't like anything that was more practical. Um, so you've got schools are being run by ide ideology. And if the people who run the ideology don't know how relationships work how can they like the parents who are having who are getting the divorce and and we can go back 50 years and they weren't having that level of divorce but they want there was so much more abuse there was so much more unhappiness in relationships um but there wasn't the freedom so you can't train what you don't know and what is distinctive i feel about our era is that um we're looking for emotional satisfaction where once we were looking for physical survival. Um, and we're not equipped for that. Our system is built up and it's the system that's, uh, which capitalism, yeah. Um, which has, capitalism has built us to a level where we're financially rich, we're secure, we have great health. Um, our population has grown seven times um, in in the hundred years. So, um, but it, the things that we want now don't come from that capitalism. 
So the levels of so what the thinking um, that generates that has generated so much wealth is the idea that um, we're advertised to 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 buy makeup when what they're really selling is hope. Like Charles Revson said, "I'm really we're really selling hope." Um, where we're buying diamonds for engagement rings because the birds gave us the story that you had to, or it was shameful. We're eating Kellogg's rubbish for breakfast because Kellogg's came up with a catchphrase that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It was a lie. Um, all of these were lies, but they appealed to fears or shame or something that made everyone comply to it. In the same way, religion has took control of marriage, right? So marriage historically has nothing to do with religion, um, but religion and the law decided that they wanted to get involved. I think it was like the first century that religion really got involved. So the vows that you've got are set within a patriarchal system of a religious system that it was designed to control. And so when we look at, and okay, so one of the way, there are three, um, the ways that you can stop people talking or exposing something are shame. You can make something so important and sacred. And you can't criticize religion because it's a sacrilege of what people believe. Um, like the pageantry of the queen is so that we don't threaten the established order. Um, so religions, um, if we're looking at Christianity, Jesus Christ had nothing to do with it. He didn't set up a, a church. So Christianity has been people's interpretations. And when you've got the Bible or, or Jesus' word, you can make that mean anything. And so this is why you have 30,000 plus denominations of types of Christianity. So what the vows that people take are not unique. It's not someone saying that um, this is what I really believe. This is what I commit to. It's someone following a tradition because to not follow the tradition would upset their mum or I got married in the Catholic church um, because um, my, um, like the church we we're going to get to married to my ex-wife, um, there the, the vicar or whatever had this idea that you, if you'd live together, then you should have to come confess and ask for forgiveness. So we didn't get married there. And I knew it would matter to my mum to get married in the Catholic church. I didn't, believe anything of the catholic church so i got married there because i knew it would make her happy so like those vows meant nothing to me um and if i if when i've looked through the vows um none of it makes sense because it's based on an idea of unconditional love which we know from research people aren't capable of um so um like the idea of staying together in, in sickness and the health, people don't do that because it doesn't fit the, the mode of all the way people live. Um, so 